Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the wonderful uh, The Arsenio CSL Podcast and the very first edition to, of course, logistics. So here we go, people, visiting the warehouse. Um, you know, when I worked at DKSH, as a matter of fact, this is one of the large suppliers out here in Thailand. I have a student who's actually a promotional product a pharmacist turned promotional product in terms of like medical supplies and stuff like that for DKSH, which is pretty amazing. And I still remember my first day at DKSH, I had to take a taxi very, very, very far uh, to a place called Wang Noi, which is probably about 40 minutes away from the horrible place I used to work at. So this is basically to give you a very good idea, maybe about an hour and a half north of Bangkok. Right. And yeah, an hour and a half with traffic, stuff like that. I would just say it's about an hour and a half, no doubt. Um, and so visiting the way, you know, when I first went into there, I, as a matter of fact, uh, one of my students, Sinata, uh, still is my friend. And I was friends with a couple of people up to about maybe last year, maybe even as early as this year. But Sinata still follows me and always likes my post. She was one of my students back in 2016 when I was just 28 years old, starting up with everything. I still have some of the photos from the time I was actually doing teaching there. And I remember when I first walked into the warehouse, I would have to go upstairs. And once I got upstairs there, uh, they showed me around the warehouse and they're like, hey, you can't take photos though. And I'm like, why can't I take photos? It's just a warehouse. But man, this warehouse was astronomically big. And so again, when it comes to warehouse and figuring out like, you know, common logistic uh, acronyms and stuff like that, that's what we're gonna be listening to right here. We're gonna be doing some vocabulary. It's a vocabulary session today, people. And that's what we're going to be focusing on. So again, what we're going to be listening to is a guy by the name of David Burr showing around a lady by the name of Martha Simon. Okay, this is apparently the name is the Bassing Stoke Warehouse. All right. And so he's going to be talking about receiving in the shipping area, the staging area, the freezer store, refrigerator store, cross docking area, ambient temperature store. Yeah, there are a lot of logistical terms that we're going to be discussing. Uh, and then obviously, we're going to go from there. So I'm going to hurry up and share my screen, of course, and I'm going to go right into this. And we're going to be diving into some logistics. So people, here we go. Let's listen to the breakdown. Hello, you must be Marta. Yes, David. That's right. I'm David Bird, warehouse manager here in Basingstoke. Nice to meet you, David. Marta Simon, auditor from head office. Good to meet you too, Marta. How was your flight from Germany? Oh, fine, thanks. Although we were delayed for half an hour in Frankfurt. In fact, that's why I'm a bit late. Oh, never mind about that. Did you have any trouble finding us? No, I just followed the directions on my phone GPS, um, sat-nav, and uh, the drive from Heathrow only took me 40 minutes. Good. Now, would you like something to drink, or do you need to freshen up after your trip? Well, a cup of coffee would be great, thanks, David. OK, come this way. Uh, ah, ah, Louise, I'd like you to meet Marta from head office in Germany. Marta, this is Louise Waller, our IT manager. Nice to meet you. Good to meet you too, Louise. So, what brings you to Basingstoke, Marta? 
Well, I'm going to spend a couple of days here auditing your warehousing process. Of course, David told me now you mention it. <laughs> I certainly did. By the way, is this your first visit to Basingstoke, Marta? Yes, it is. And I'll need some directions to my hotel this evening. Well, where are you staying? At the parkside. Oh, that's good. I think you'll find it's pretty comfortable. Now, what about that coffee? All right, so there it is. It's a formal introduction. This is normally what you do uh, introducing other people. We already know this is like the very, very basics of, let's say, beginner English. Let's put it that way. Or I would say elementary slash pre-intermediate English. But nonetheless, when it comes to different terms, right, and the refrigerated store, this is where it places, you know, the temperature, there has to be a very good temperature to store different things, very similar to the ambient temperature store. Now, a lot of you are probably wondering, you know, what the, obviously the cross docking area is. And so this is basically a docking terminal, okay? Inbound goods, they receive it. So I don't know if you've ever worked at a warehouse before. I remember, oh my God, I worked at a warehouse for about two days and I said, fuck this shit. Uh, it was, uh, what is it? Because I'm not a labor worker. I know that, you, you know, there are labor workers out there and stuff like that. But I used to work at a, a company uh, at one of my mom's friends company. It's called Court Trade Show out there in Las Vegas. And basically you just have like a lot of men working in this warehouse, grabbing furniture and just restocking a truckload of furniture so you could take it out to one of the hotels. And to be honest with you, man, I just felt like there was more to life than to just like packing a bunch of furniture onto a trailer and sweltering heat, Las Vegas, 45 to 48 degrees heat, uh, only making about $6 an hour at the time back in 2006. And so after like a couple of days, I'm like, uh, no, thank you. I'm not doing this anymore. But nonetheless, basically you have these big trailers. So basically the trailers would drive into, you know, into the company and then they would reverse and back up. That's the cross docking where you see all these trucks which are backed up into the warehouse. And that's where a lot of people begin un uh, uploading a lot of the furniture, right? And so... Again, that's basically what that is. I've worked in other areas. I'm telling you, 2005, 2006, when I made basically nothing an hour. Um, I used to, at the Venetian Hotel uh, in 2005, when I was 17 years old, it's really funny uh, having worked there because, man, I still remember my flip phone and everything at the time. But while I was working there, I was like, oh my God, I just have to just like basically fix these staging areas for these people who are going to be, you know, show, it's like the big convention. So when you see these conventions where they have technology, they have this, they have that, you have no idea how difficult it is to set all of that up. It's very, very, it's very feverish too, meaning you have to do it very quickly. And if you don't, you got these punk ass people who are just like pressuring you, like hurry up and get it done, hurry up and get it done. Very rude, right? That's what Las Vegas, that's what convention halls, again, like when we think about conventions and setting all that up, I used to have to do a lot of that dirty work. <laughs> I used to have to do a lot when I was only 17, 18 years old, just trying to make a little bit of money and realizing, oh my God, this is not what I want to do with the rest of my life. Uh, let me make sure I become an asset in society, right? That's all there is to it. And having worked those areas and had to, you know, uh, doing the receiving and the shipping area, doing that at court trade show, 
doing the staging area at the Venetian and having to set up a lot of things. I'm like, man, this is no way. This is no way to work. This is no way. I just did not want to do that because you're constantly just building things. You're constructing things. You're working with people. You have the other people who are actually, okay, let's just, let me give you an, an example. Sony, let's give Sony for example, right? And so you get a couple of people from, let's say, Japan and Korea. And what you have to do before they come is set up everything. Then they come and then they start demanding things. And it's like very like belittling, right? Making them look that, you know, they're looking down on you. They're looking at you like, yeah, you're just a worker. Get away from me. It's that type of environment when it comes to conventions, especially the Sands Expo out there in Las Vegas. And I don't know, I just always felt like it was a very, you know, a toxic, a very toxic workplace and a very, in an environment where you just looked upon, uh, looked down upon by everyone else. But again, that was basically what that was. Now, again, being a trainer at these places, totally different. So 2006 versus 2016, 10 years, me working as a young you know, student in 11th and 12th grade, doing the dirty work, but then being a trainer and going to these different warehouses and stuff like that, a totally different perspective. Because then I get to see myself working at such a like a very low level where people mistreated me than me being highly valued. Um, wow, totally different. I can just tell you that. So some of the terms, some of the verb noun collocations I could give you is like fill, uh, you know, sometimes you have to fill orders. And some of these convention halls and places, you know, at court trade show, they would we would have to fill an order. And I'm telling you, it would be an 18 foot. How many meters is that? Oh my God, About three meters? Nah, three meters is way too short. No, but that ain't 18 feet. No, that had to be at least 36 feet. So this trailer was probably about 30. We're talking six meters. This thing was six to nine meters long. All right. They call it an 18 wheelie. There we go. But the goddamn trailer itself is anywhere between like 25 to maybe 35 feet long. So you have to fill the order. Right. Um, and this is something that we would have to just load the trailers okay that's another one loading those trailers those big trailers that you have on the back of these 18 willy trucks you just have to load everything right and then obviously you got these pallets so the pallets are those wooden pallets and you have to stack everything on those pallets so that when the forklift comes you could just slot it right underneath you could pick it up and it's very easy if you don't put things onto the pallets it makes it very very difficult to get things off the trailer in a, you know, in a kind fashion, you know, because again, we're the loaders at a warehouse, but then there are going to be unloaders such as me doing the same position right before I went to Australia. So that was another thing I had done, but I wasn't so much of that. I was more of the receiver. So let's put it this way. This is a true story. A guy from the Netherlands, he mailed out some things that he needed to pick up at the hotel. So basically he contacts the hotel. Hey, I'm going to be shipping some things. Okay, no problem. Here we go, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He would go to this distribution center at Venetian where I would be standing there. And there would be four of these hard-nosed clowns that I would have to work aside. And he would go to receive it, of course, or, you know, to come pick it up. So me, I love doing this job though, because what had happened was some of these clowns that would work there say, hey, yeah, yeah, if you get a tip, make sure you tell us. Or if you get a tip, make sure you don't go inside the convention and drop everything off. You have to drop it off at the doorstep, blah, 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 blah. So basically I would get these, 
I don't know what they call them. It's a little machine. And I would pack some of these boxes on there. And then I would go all the way to the convention hall with these people. So these guys from the Netherlands, you know, they would say, hey, so what are some good bars out here? What are this? What are this? And I'm just giving hospitality 1000% because I know tips are at play here. And at the end of each of those, if it was a very busy day, I would make a, like 100 to $200 worth of tips. Okay. As well as the bullshit ass minimum wage trash that they give me. And so that would be just so unbelievably exciting because that's when I started realizing that customer service means everything, right? So the forklifts, the pallets, the different uh, shipments that are dispatched and whatnot, this is what warehouses are. And oftentimes they're very hot. Oftentimes it smells like dust. It smells like uh, mold because a lot of the wood that's in there. Um, but one of the most beautiful warehouses I've ever been in is Ikea right? And so if any of you are aware of IKEA, it is one of those massively massive, uh, you know, furniture distribution centers, just absolutely love it beyond comprehension. And when you go into their huge, you know, into their huge warehouse, they don't have people who are not wearing their shirts in there. Everyone who works at IKEA gets those really nice outfits, and they speak very good English here in Thailand, kind of crazy, I know. And so, you would have to find someone and then they would have to take it down from the massive shelves. Now we're talking this warehouse could be maybe 20 meters high. Okay. Maybe about 10 meters, 20 meters. I have no fucking idea. It's massive. All right. But you have to go through this warehouse to get through checkout. Right. And then after checkout, there's a snack bar. Then after that's the elevators. It's perfectly planned out. I mean, Ikea is just brilliant out here in Thailand. And so, but it's it, comparing that warehouse to the warehouse I used to work at, a furniture store, a furniture warehouse, very similar. You would say Ikea's furniture too, but this warehouse was just, they would just like put a lot of staging equipment onto these pallets and put them into trainers. And those trailers go out to, uh, you know, some of the, the stupid hotels out there in on the Las Vegas Strip. Totally different, didn't have a uniform. It was hot as hell, it was dirty. You had a bunch of horny ass men where every time a woman, I'm talking about, all not even on a scale, not on a scale one to 10, a two, but they would just all stop their work and they would all go, you know, they would do that whistling thing. I'm like, this is the most pathetic environment and pathetic souls. I don't want to be here. I worked there two days and that was it. But if I had worked at a place like Ikea, where you actually get to meet people and you're in the store and you're displaying different things. It's totally different. Being at the warehouse downstairs and seeing them work and them being in the air conditioned environment and stuff, they're not doing it so much for hotels, although they may get orders from hotels, but they're still doing it for the everyday people who come in there. It's like a retail slash warehouse slash just working at a warehouse that sends a bunch of furniture to the hotels out there on the Las Vegas Strip. So, wow. Visiting the warehouse. Oh my God. Welcome to a logistics people. Lots of vocabulary, lots of uh, stories as usual. And again, we're going to be talking about the storage systems, which is going to be very fascinating, especially for me, because I'm going to, this is all new to me. So with that being said, people stay tuned for more. It's a logistics type of day over and out.